Welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to improve financial results in our beer business. Now I'm helping other craft breweries to do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast. My name is Carrie Shumway and I will be your host. Today we are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects on planet Earth, cash, and specifically cash flow management for your brewery business. We talk about the fact that we can outsource a lot of different tasks for our businesses. We can outsource payroll. You know, we can outsource, obviously, uh, tax returns uh, through our CPAs. We can even outsource bookkeeping, really, on a day-to-day basis. There's lots of things we can outsource. But the one thing we cannot outsource is cash flow management. That's something that we need to keep an eye on, a close eye on, every day, every week, and have good systems to do so. Because if we run out of cash, we are out of business. That is the painful reality, and that's really the importance of having a good cash flow management plan. So what I'm going to talk about today specifically is these five topics, cash flow basics. I'll give you a little bit of background on accrual accounting, uh, net income versus cash flow. Talk a little bit about cash flow for startup breweries. I know there's a number of folks out there that are still looking to start up uh, new tap rooms, small breweries, things of that nature. So we'll talk about cash flow for that stage of business, startup phase, what the key considerations are. Talk a bit about cash flow in the growth stage, and then get into the five drivers of your brewery cash flow, some things you may not have thought about. And then we'll talk about metrics so you can really keep a close eye on each of those drivers. And the key is, if you know what the drivers are, and you put scoreboards together to monitor, uh, then you can't help but improve your cash flow. So it's kind of a neat little neat little trick. So cash flow management, this overview that I'm going to talk about here today is part of a course that I've put together that is available to you when you sign up for Craft Brewery Financial Training, the membership So go to craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com and you can get a free 60-day trial to the membership and access to this course. So this course is really financial training 101 for craft brewery. So I think it's useful for owners, managers, employees, really anyone in the brewery business that wants to learn more about how the finances of a brewery work. Um, so that they can help improve results. So with that, let's get into it. The old axiom here, one of my old mentors used to say this, that there's 10 laws in business. There's 10 laws. First law is don't run out of cash. And the last law is don't run out of cash. And all the laws in between really don't mean anything because cash is the fuel that drives your business. Your car will not go without fuel and your business will not go without cash. So I do think back to that often, as silly as that is, the number one rule in business, don't run out of cash. So with that, you know, we need to first understand that there's a difference between what the income statement 
is telling us for profit and loss and actual cash flow. So they're really two different things. The income statement is recording essentially transactions. It's recording revenue when it's earned and expenses when it's incurred and we have an obligation to pay it. Those are transactions. The cash part of those transactions may occur at the same time. Uh, it more likely occurs at a later date. So for example, if we're selling beer to a retail customer, uh, we may not get paid cash on delivery, right? Unless we have those terms. And if we do, that's great. But more often we'll have credit terms. So we record the sale today and we may not get the cash for 30 days. So there's a real disconnect between what the income statement is telling us and what the cash flow is telling us or what our bank account is telling us. Because very often we can see we have a good, good healthy profit, but the cash in the bank is not looking so good. So that's why we need not only our income statement to look at profitability, we need a statement of cash flows to monitor the actual flows of cash. And unfortunately, the income statement does not do that. So one of the big takeaways is that there is a difference between profit and cash flow, and sometimes that difference can be really big. So if you jot this one down, profit does not equal cash flow. They're really two different things. So from a startup perspective, let's talk about that. So I work with a number of startup breweries and the single biggest challenge is just getting funding. You know, we've got an idea, we've got a dream, maybe we've located some property. Um, most folks are either home brewers or have worked for a brewery. Uh, they have beer, they're ready to go, they're chomping at the bit. They've got people that, you know, they're excited for their idea. Um, and the challenge is just getting the cash. So there's different ways to go about that. Um, but one component of cash flow planning at the startup phase is to really plan on how much cash you're going to need and identify very specifically where you're going to use it, where you're going to deploy that capital. So one useful tool for this is to create a sources and uses schedule. Um, and really what that's going to look like is you're going to make a list of all the sources which is essentially where am I going to get the money? And then you're going to make a list of all the uses, which is where am I going to invest that capital? And the idea is that your sources and uses numerically should add up. So for example, if we're looking at our sources, let's say we are going to put in our own equity and maybe we've got some investors that are going to put in some money as well. And next, we're going to go to a bank and we're going to ask the bank to help us finance the difference. So just to put some numbers on it, say we have a, a million dollar project that we want to do. We're going to put in equity. We're going to find some investors and put in our own cash in aggregate of, of say, $200,000. Now we're going to go to the bank. And if it's a million dollar project, we need 800 grand from the bank. So that's our sources, $1 million dollars with 200 coming from equity and investors and 800 coming from the bank. So sources of a million. Next, we list out the uses. You know, what are we, how are we going to deploy that capital? We're going to have equipment, uh, brewery equipment. We may have some brewery construction, building improvements. If we're doing a tap room, we have to build that out. We may have legal and organizational costs to get going. And we want to set aside some working capital, which is essentially cash that we've set aside for any kind of shortfalls or emergency issues. And when we add those things up, we want that to be about a million, not about, we want it to be the same number as the sources. So if sources are a million, 
uses are a million, we know that we've added up. So really what the exercise does is it, and most folks will start with the uses listing. You know, they'll know, here's what I want to buy for equipment. Here's what I think the construction build out's going to cost, on and on. And they indicate, okay, I need a million dollars. So then you work to the sources and then you just make sure you can you can actually uh, get that that type of capital raise. So the actual raising of the money, that's a whole different ball of wax. Um, and we'll talk about that um, in a future podcast in terms of, well, how do I actually go about getting that money? Uh, for starters, I just suggest let's keep it simple. Let's list out the sources. Where do you intend to get the money from? Or where do you intend to get the money from? And uses, where do you intend to use that capital? And being very specific and listing that out. So cash flow in the growth stage, you know, one thing that comes as a surprise uh, to many brewery owners, business owners, is that growth really eats cash. Um, it, it seems counterintuitive because when sales are going up, we expect, well, I've got my sales are going up, my cash has got to be going up. And uh, very often there's a an opposite reaction here. So when we grow, when sales grow, a couple of things are happening. Number one, if we've extended credit terms, then our accounts receivable is going up as well. And those accounts receivable are sales that we haven't yet collected. So sales are going up, but that uncollected portion, that uncollected cash goes up as well. Next is inventory. Uh, growing breweries, we need to buy more inventory. We need to basically put more in the warehouse. So that's cash that's sitting in the brewery, sitting in our warehouse. Sales are going up. Inventory is going up. Cash is going down. Capital expenses uh, is another thing that, you know, th those get bigger as growth occurs. You know, we need more tanks. We need better packaging equipment. We need all the stuff that goes with them. So here again, sales go up. The need for equipment goes up. Maybe borrowing or, or additional equity infusion and cash is going to go down. So I think it's just important to, as a takeaway to, to know this, that in a growth stage, when sales are increasing pretty rapidly, you really need to keep an eye on that cash flow because those areas of your business, accounts receivable, inventory, and capital expenditures, uh, as three examples, are going up and essentially consuming that cash. So it really puts a premium on planning and forecasting not just your sales and your income statement, but to uh, plan out your cash flow items and specifically your balance sheet. So with that, I want to talk about five drivers of brewery cash flow. So this is another way to do your cash flow planning is to look at these pieces. And a couple of these I have already mentioned. One is, so these are the five drivers. The first is the accounts receivable. Uh, as we said, that's uncollected cash, essentially. Those are sales that you have not collected. Second is your inventory. And really looking at what that number, how that number is going to change, you know, relative to your, your sales forecast. If we're growing, how much is our inventory going to grow? What's the impact on cash? Next is accounts payable. That's money that we owe to our suppliers and our vendors and under what, what time frames and what systems do we have in place to make sure we're not paying early, to make sure we're paying you know, the right amounts. We've actually received the products that we're paying for. Capital expenditures, you're having a good plan around that. Uh, it's remarkable how many times these will sneak up on you when all of a sudden you need, you know, an extra, you know, 100, 200, 500 kegs because, man, we're out of kegs. 
so that can be a, a fairly large expense. Or you want to upgrade a canning line or add a new tank, um, things of that nature. So good capital expense planning, being thoughtful and purposeful in this can be a really big uh, benefit to your cash flow management plan. And then lastly is operating performance, which is your profit or loss. And that's just having a good financial forecast. You know, what are we looking at for sales, margins, operating expenses, and the bottom line. So we want to really have some tools around each of these five drivers. And I'll go through each of these quickly and give you um, kind of an idea in a way that you can monitor each of these items uh, so you can manage them and improve your cash. So first with accounts receivable, uh, again, that's uncollected sales. I think of accounts receivable as money in. That's eventually that money is going to come in. And the measurement or the key metric we want to use on this is something called days sales outstanding. So days sales outstanding is basically going to take our average uh, accounts receivable balance, how much is uncollected, divided by our average daily sales, and come up with an average number of days sales outstanding. So it essentially says, how many days worth of sales on average do I have sitting uncollected in my AR balance? And then I want to compare that number to what my credit terms are. So if I'm extending credit terms of say 30 days and I calculate my day sales outstanding and it comes up as 35 days or 38 days, I know I'm not collecting my accounts receivable fast enough. So there's some things I need to look at there. Dig into it, look at the details, who owes me, what's overdue, you know, how can I improve my credit and collections process, things of that nature. So that's accounts receivable, cash flow driver number one and day sales outstanding. Next is inventory. Uh, you know, this is product in the warehouse. It can be finished goods, uh, work in progress, raw materials. Uh, really think of it like cash. It's cash on the floor in a different form. So we need to manage that inventory, manage that cash. And the metric that I like for this is called inventory days on hand. So this is essentially telling us what do we have on hand right now, and is it sufficient to uh, satisfy future production or market demand. So there's different ways to run this metric, but one way is if we look at, say, our finished goods, and let's just talk in cases. We can do this in any metric we want. We can use cases, kegs, case equivalents. But just for quick math, if we look at it in terms, and we say, what do we have for inventory on hand in terms of cases? Let's say we have a 1,000 cases of product on hand. And then we look at what are our daily forecasted sales. Let's just say we're 50 cases a day is what we're selling. So to get the days on hand, I divide the daily forecasted sales into my inventory on hand, my 50 cases per day that I expect to sell, divided into the inventory of a 1,000 cases that I have on hand, and that's 20 days worth of inventory. So I have 20 days on hand for inventory. Now, that number is interesting, but we want to compare that to a goal. Otherwise, look at it. How quickly can we uh, replenish those cases? What's our production turnaround and how much do we want to have on hand at any given time? So if we were to say we have 20 days worth of inventory on hand in the brewery right now, but yet we can produce um, and replenish that beer within 10 days, that kind of indicates we might have too much inventory. So this is a fairly simplistic approach. We can get more granular, you know, do this by package. We can do this for our raw materials and things of that nature. Um, but the takeaway is to, is to think about that measurement. Inventory days on hand, 
use that math and see how that might work uh, for you to help improve uh, cash in your brewery. Next is accounts payable. And this is money out. And there's different ways to measure this. I think, frankly, the, way, the, the, the tool that I use the most is just the accounts payable aging report. And all that is is just a listing of who do we owe money to, uh, what's the amount of the invoice, what's the due date of the invoice, and the aging indicates that the report is going to show what's uh, in different buckets of due dates. So, for example, 0 to 30 days, uh, 30 to 60 days, 60 to 90 days, things of that nature. So we can look at this and we can determine how much of our current accounts payable uh, is overdue, for example. Uh, how much are we paying perhaps too quickly? We can examine it to see if we have any early pay discounts if we want to, again, take advantage of that. Um, so really for me, accounts payable and managing this particular cash flow driver, I think the easiest way to do it is to go to your accounts payable aging report, look at the vendors you owe money to, look at the buckets of uh, the age of those invoices, see if you've got anything that's overdue. Did we miss something? Because uh, the balance with accounts payable is we want to make sure that we're paying our vendors and suppliers so that we're being good business partners. We want to pay them within the terms that they've extended to us. Uh, these days, particularly uh, where we've we've got you know this crisis going on, there, there may be opportunities to work with our bigger suppliers and vendors to get extended terms. So if that's the case, you know we can use the accounts receive uh, accounts payable aging report uh, to identify you know amounts and vendors where we might be able to get those extended terms. The next driver is capital expenditures, our big ticket purchases, tanks, kegs, brewery equipment, things of that nature. The key here is really to control the spend. Uh, so many times, all of a sudden, hey, we need to buy this, and we really haven't planned for it, but that's oh, a great deal. Let's go get it. Um, so controlling the spend is really having you know a good tool, a spreadsheet to do so. And I'll put links to this in the show notes so you can check it out. It's just a capital budget template. I want to know what do we need to buy? What are we requesting? When do we expect that we're going to need it? What do we think it's going to cost? Who's requesting it? Um, and what are the totals? So I want to know, you know, I do this by quarter, you know, quarter one, quarter two, three, and four. And that way, we'll have a pretty good understanding of what we anticipate spending, what we're going to buy, and most importantly, where are we going to get the money to do that? Because a lot of times we're like, hey, let's buy this and that. And then we don't really think it through, uh, you know, how are we going to pay for that exactly? Is that going to come out of cash? Are we going to have to go to the bank? And if we go to the bank, you know, we want to go there in advance of actually needing the money. We don't want to go there today and say, geez, you know, we could could use that money next week because we really need to jump on this equipment purchase. Banks don't like that. So get a capital uh, budget template for your capital expenses and list these things out. And again, you can check out the, the model that I'll have in the show notes for you. Simple tool, doesn't take long. It's really just taking everybody's ideas. What do we need? What's it going to cost? Uh, when do we need it? And let's plan out our the cash portion of those needs. Uh, next is operating performance. So this is really just our profit or loss. This is a result of the financial forecast, uh, forecasting our income statement. So one of the things I like to look at here is really just doing a quick and simple profit and loss statement. I want to see sales, cost of sales, margins, operating expenses, and our net income. 
and I want to look at this on a regular basis. Uh, so I have alluded to this and talked about this in, in previous podcasts, but I'll say it here again because I think it's worth repeating, is to create a model where you have real-time information so you can monitor your income statement. You can monitor the results of operations. In other words, see how are we doing relative to our plans on sales, margins, and bottom line. And here again, I'll put a link so you can check out this one-page scorecard that essentially has a very top-level look at uh, the income statement and allows us to create some real-time information so we can see how we're doing right now. So those are the cash flow drivers. Uh, That's a little bit about cash flow management. We dig into this in a lot more detail in the course. They're basically uh, financial statements, financials 101 for breweries, and you can get that included with the free 60-day trial to Craft Brewery Financial Training. So just hop on over to craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com, sign up for the membership, you'll get a free 60-day test drive. You can take the course, share it with your employees, and everyone can work on building their financial literacy muscles. So I hope this was useful for you. Again, cash flow management Super important for any business, uh, particularly these times. Uh, breweries really can can take advantage of some fairly simple planning tools that can make a big, big difference on your cash position and your cash flow. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Financial Training Newsletter. Until next time, get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.